Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to the Brian Buffini Show. I am honored and excited today by a man I've looked up to for years as a presenter, as a communicator, as an innovator, as an entrepreneur, and as a leader. And I'm so excited to bring to you all today my great friend, Nito Cobain. And Nito, I just want to thank you for, for taking a few minutes to join us today and be on the show. Brian, anytime I can be on the same continent with you, my life is improved and my intellect is enhanced. <laughs> it's my pleasure and privilege to be with you, my friend. Well, for those of you who don't know Nito, I'll just give you literally the surface notes. Came to the United States as an immigrant like myself, came from Lebanon with 50 bucks in his pocket and not a lot of English and, you know, has had this just litany of success, including chairman of the Great Harvest Bread Company, Many, many national boards, including BB&T, Lazy Boy, I always thought that was great, the dot stores. But he's also president of High Point University, which I've had the great privilege of touring the facility and meeting the kids on campus and one of the most innovative, phenomenal colleges anywhere in the world. 4,300 students from 40 different countries. Uh, Nito's authored over two dozen books and audio programs distributed worldwide. I'm exhausted just looking at your resume, Nito. You've done so many things, so accomplished. Brian, you have not been here in a while. <laughs> we have 5,700 students. Wow. We doubled the size of the campus. We've built another 20 buildings since you've been here. We're going <laughs> to the sky and back. We are a product of the Brian Buffini <laughs> mindset. Well, I watched while I was there, and I watched the real estate deals you were doing. The campus is spectacular. But I was really impressed with the kids and what you're doing. It, it gives me hope. You know, I, I've been to some campuses where I've had a chance to expose myself to some of the stuff they're teaching. And it just shakes my head because as an immigrant, as a person who came from a place that didn't have this open market, that didn't have this freedom like you've experienced yourself. We come here as immigrants and we just can't believe we've landed in the promised land. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. and Maybe you could go back just for the folks who are just hearing you for the first time. You know, coming to the States as a young man with 50 bucks in your pocket, what inspired you to come to the States originally? Well, well, Brian, look, my father died when I was six years of age, and my mother brought us up. There were five of us in the family, three boys, two girls. Mm. We were poor. My father left my mother with all kinds of debt and problems. Yeah, but my mother was this enterprising human being. You know, she, she always believed that there's no such thing as unrealistic dreams, only unrealistic timelines. Mm. And so while we were poor uh, financially, she ensured that we never felt that way, mm. that we believe that nothing is impossible, that you got to believe in the art of the possible, that you got to get up in the morning and go get it done. And when you fall and falter, get yourself up and, and, and start all over again. So that's how my mindset was developed as a child. Mm -hmm. And my mother wanted me to come to the West, you know, and in those days there was the East, like Soviet Union, and the West, like United States of America. So, of course, we grew up Christians, and we, we wanted to come to the West. And I came here to go to college, you know, 17 years of age. And as you all know, I had to work my way through college, undergrad and grad, started my first business when I was 23 years of age, 
Within two and a half years, I had 68,000 customers in 32 countries around the world. That then gave birth to my speaking career. I was doing about 200 dates a year. That gave birth to my consulting career. That put a few dollars in my pocket. So I started buying pieces of company in 1985. A couple of guys and I started a bank called American Bank and Trust. And three years later, we sold the business for uh, three times what we put into it. I went to another board of the bank, the board was called Southern National. It grew to about $9 billion. It merged with BB&T. And then BB&T just merged with SunTrust down in Atlanta. Uh-huh. We're now the sixth largest financial institution in North America, $460 billion in asset. Mm-hmm. How in the world can an immigrant do that in America? <laughs> it's America, man. <laughs> It's what you believe in your heart. It's what you put in your head. Mm. So, so listen, Brian, my mother would say to me, who you spend time with mm. is who you become, mm-hmm. right? So I hang around the Brian Buffini's of the world. What <laughs> happens to you? You hang around people who are smart, people who are hardworking, people who believe that, that they, can, they can work their way through any challenges at any time. It absolutely is absorbed in your soul. It mm. becomes part and parcel of who you are. And my mother would say to me, what you choose is what you get. So your choices will determine everything about you. I like to say, you know, your circumstances do not define where you end up, right? It's your choices that define where you end up. And then my mother said, look, you got to change your life. You got to transform. Just what you teach, Brian, you got to transform all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say, well, I know it. I did it. I understood it. I succeeded last year. The world is moving at such a fast pace that if we don't catch up, that bullet train goes beyond us and we'll be left behind. Right. So in other words, say how you change, not if, not when, mm. but how you change is how you will succeed. And, you know, like you, I wanted success. You know, I was not going to be a, a failure. I, I needed to succeed in my life. And, you know, Brian, my life has been a dream. I, I get up every morning and Put the first foot on the floor, second foot on the floor, look up to the heavens, thank God Almighty for oxygen. Yeah. The oxygen that allows me to live, figuratively speaking, the oxygen that gives you the brain to work through, the contacts, the relational capital that you have, but also oxygen that you breathe, that we're alive. Yeah. And that you and I and those watching us today, we have a responsibility. Scratch that. We have a blessing mm. of an opportunity to help others. Right. And when you succeed, you, you're much more capable of helping others. And you can define success any way you want. But if you're successful, you can be a hero, model, mentor for others. If you're financially successful, you can give and you can build. You know, and I, I've never really asked you this. And I want to go back to your story a little bit in the Harvest Bread Company at one stage, because I think for a lot of small business owners, it's a very inspirational story. But I've never asked you this, Nito. You know, you're on this path. You succeeded, you sold businesses, you went on boards, obviously, and as accomplished you are with the with the speaking and the consulting, lots of opportunities open up. I have lots of opportunities that come to me today. What made you decide to go the route of High Point University? What, what was it that with all the opportunities, right? All these opportunities there, and you said, I'm going to oh, yeah. go this route. That's a great question because I was in my mid-50s and... I was at the top of the game, Brian. Yeah. I mean, I was in demand like crazy to speak, to consult. I was making more money in a year than I ever imagined I could have in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I had all the satisfaction, the fulfillment I had. But I was on the board of High Point University, and I was the incoming chairman of the board. And High Point University was in trouble. 
Hype University had revenues of $28 million, 91 acres landlocked, uh, only 1,400 students, ranked pretty poorly on U.S. News World Report. And my buddies on the board said, look, we don't want you to be chairman. We want you to be president. I said, you guys are crazy. They said, no, no, no. Listen, you could change the world. You can set modality for higher education. You can, you can inspire others. So you know what, Brian? I prayed about it. I thought about it. And then I counseled, as I always do, with five people that are very close to me and very, very intelligent, very bright people. One of them was the CEO of BB&T, as you know, a very large bank. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what he said to me. He said, you're going to do it. He said, you're going to do it. He said, you will bring a fresh outlook to higher education. Mm -hmm. You're a business guy. You're an entrepreneur. You're a communicator. You're a salesman. You'll be shocked what you can do. Uh, he said, you can plant seeds of greatness in the minds, hearts, and souls of these students. So I bought into it, Brian. By the time I talked to my other buddy, who was the highest-ranking African-American in the White House, first one ever uh, in the Richard Nixon years, and he was a U.S. ambassador to South Africa, friend of Nelson Mandela, and one of the king, and so on. And, and he said to me, he said, Nito, this is a marriage made in heaven. you got to do it. Hmm. So I decided I'll do it. Now, some of my friends said, don't do it. It's crazy. Fact, it will give you a hard time, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know what? My heart led me there. Mm -hmm. And I came here thinking I could just fix this thing up in two or three years. <laughs> Fell in love. Here I am, 15 years later. <laughs> 500-plus acres of land. Brian, your, your audience would like to hear this. I've invested more than $250 million buying real estate. Uh, we have spent more than $1 billion building structures on campus. And uh, today we have, you know, 5,700 students. Uh, we have nine academic schools instead of two or three. We're number one, nine years running, U.S. News and World Report in the category best colleges in the South. And we're among the best universities in America listed in Princeton Review. So, you know, nothing succeeds like success. But, right. but Brian, you know, money is important. Yeah. I've never cared about fame. Um, I always thought, you know, this is a discussion Zig Ziglar and I used to have all the time. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, Zig, I'm really not interested in fame. I'd like to make a few bucks. <laughs> right. That's, you know? that's a, that's, we're yeah. very alike in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. And so I think if you have a clear vision mm. and if you're surrounded with a solid strategy and if you employ practical systems and if you execute consistently, you will succeed mm -hmm. you will succeed mm. because most people won't do that most people cannot tell you in 12 words or less what their vision is mm -hmm. most people cannot demonstrate to you with fluency a strategy mm -hmm. that, that answers questions where am i now where do i want to go and how do i get there right and most people i mean how many friends you and i have brian who said this book is going to be the bestseller book of all time right. and they put everything behind it and give it two years and then there are a million other books come out, right? Yep. Or how about the ones who said, I'm going to be the, the most famous speaker in the world. Or I'm going to build the biggest real estate training company in, in the universe. Well, the problem with that is you lose yourself thinking bigness better instead of saying, let me create value. Mm. Let me interpret the value. Right. Let me get rid of the irritants. Let me add wow to every experience I have with every human being. Mm -hmm. That's really what it's all about. It's, yeah. not, it's not complicated. I mean, you teach this stuff. That's what it's all about. So, so that's why I came to High Point, thinking I'll do it for two years. By the way, Brian, today, our net assets went from $56 million to $950 million. Our revenues went from $28 million to $325 million. 
a million dollars a year. And I can go on and on, you know, with numbers. I'm a numbers guy, but I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. And Brian, when I speak now, you know, I've always had businesses and so on. But when I speak now, I took a little thing and made it a big thing yeah. and invested $2 billion. And remember, my friend, we did all of this smack down yep. in the middle of the Great Recession. Right. The most disrupted economic times in the last 85 years of America's history. And so people whine and complain mm -hmm. and tell me there's a recession and I can't do this because of this, I can't do this because of that. You don't want those in your life. Right. You want, you want in your life people who have an idea and work it and deliver on it. And then watch what happens. And I will say this. I will unabashedly say this. If you want to have a great day in your life, take a tour of High Point University. It screams excellence everywhere you go. It looks excellent. It's a beautiful place. It's modern. It's designed. It gives homage to values and character and history. But my favorite thing was meeting the kids. And I was very impressed with the young people. Let me ask you this. What advice are you giving these young folks in the world we live in today that seems so confused for young people? What advice are you giving to them on how to achieve? Focus is more important than intelligence. Mm. What are you focused on? If, if you focus on partying all the time, guess what? You're not going to end up anywhere special. Right. If right. you focus on achievement and, and you work it, you're much more likely to achieve something. Mm -hmm. If you focus just on success, therefore you're afraid of failure, you'll never know the difference between, between productive failures and non-productive success. Mm. So you have to know that in life, one must be a risk taker. Mm -hmm. In life, one must always be a risk taker. Brian, you've heard me say this on the platform. You know, people go out, spend five, six hundred dollars on a bottle of wine and steaks and all that stuff. And then you tell them, how about buy a thousand dollars worth of materials that can change your life? And right. they think about that and scratch their head. Yeah. But you've learned, like I have, the first ones standing in line to do that are the most successful For ones. Sure. Because they've discovered that knowledge does not equal understanding. Right. So the guy who tells, well, I've read all these books. I know all of this stuff. Baloney. The reason they have to sit in your audience, take your courses, be in your seminars, is because that's where you get the knowledge. You break it down into smallest components. You try to comprehend everyone. And then you apply it mm -hmm. to that part of your life where it gives you the best result. So really, life is about understanding. Where do you get understanding? It, it comes from people smarter than you are. People yes. who have traveled the pathway. That's what I tell young people. Look. You know, there, there are two pains we're all going to suffer from in life. One is the pain of discipline. One is the pain of regret. Right. Which would, would you rather have? Obviously, the pain of discipline. So I'm an early riser. I'm early to bed, early to rise. I still get up every single morning between 3.30 and 4. I study for two hours. I read and study and so on. I walk for an hour. And I, by the way, I walk with a guy who's very successful. He happens to be a multi-billionaire. Hmm. That's, that's the guy I walk with. Now, he makes me feel, you know, like I need a therapist. He destroys my self-esteem. <laughs> but, but I think but I, the way I look at it is, look how much I learned from this guy. Yeah. I learned more stuff from him about how they're managing money and who's managing it and what they're doing and how they're building a business. And so, but that's me. Yeah. You know, I think what, one of the things you're communicating here is the humility, even with all your success, to continue to learn and grow. You know, right behind me, I see I have my high point platter here in the corner. That. And underneath that, I have a sign from Michelangelo says, Ancaro Imparo, which is yes. I'm still learning, right? The thing is that 
you know, with all your success and all your achievement, hungry to learn, hungry to grow. And that's why I'm so invigorated today. You know, I'm glad everyone else is getting to listen in today, but I'm the one taking pages of notes. The fact is, you know, you've made a commitment like I have to learn, live, and then teach it, right? Give it out in slices. It comes back in loaves. And you've done this for a generation. My passion is bringing people to the marketplace. And it's getting harder to do is to find people who've actually done it, not just talked it out, but actually done it, lived it, been it. I just see that it's a scarce thing nowadays because the world is so fascinated with the sexy glitz of fame rather than the foundations of actual achievement. I think about this. When you're dealing with these kids today, it seems like, and, and everybody, there's such clutter, there's such division, there's such a lack of focus. How are you helping these young folks really get a direction for their life to uncover what their passions are so they can pursue it? First of all, I should tell you, we're a God family country school. Yeah. Now, those are our values. Right. So I tell people in an open house, if you don't subscribe to these values, we certainly respect that. You right. have the right to do whatever you choose to do. But this may not be the school for you, right? right? So I have an American flag behind me. I know people watching us come from all over the world, and we respect every nation. You and I have spoken to global audiences over the years many times. Yeah. But I'm very clear on that. I'm very clear on what I believe. You're going to stand for something or fall for anything. Mm. We're values-based, values-founded, principle-founded. So we're God Family Country School. But then beyond that, we are the premier life skills university. Mm. What that really means is what you learn in the classroom is very important indeed. Nobody will ever argue that point with you. But that is not enough because knowledge doesn't equal understanding. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how do I take a student? Let's take a biology major. Biology major may become an expert, Phi Beta Kappa graduate in biology. This is great. This is wonderful. We honor those students. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know how to build relational capital. Mm. You don't know how to build a bridge of understanding with other people. If you don't know something about fiscal literacy, mm. make money, how to invest it, how to grow it, how to share it. If you don't know anything about service, learning, making the world a better place, wherever you're planted, you know, make sure you're, doing, you're making a difference. Uh-huh. If you don't know much about reputational capital, in other words, you know, reputation is what people think you are, character is what God knows you are. Mm. Nobody wants to work with somebody who's unreliable, right. who is not consistent in their thinking. The, the worst leadership trait is the leader who's inconsistent. Mm. So their followers cannot predict which way this leader is going to go, right, left, up, down. It should be very clear to those who work with you what right. you believe in, mm-hmm. that you believe in integrity and honesty that you believe in inequality, that you have values that, 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 that you follow. So I teach a class here, Brian. I teach all the freshmen. So all 15 other freshmen have to sit in my class every Thursday and take this class. And I teach in a, a session on leadership, mm. um, a session on energy management. I go, don't pay too much attention to time management. Mm-hmm. Common lessons. You're an uncommon person. Mm-hmm. You must go beyond the commonality of life. So you could be the best time manager in the world and be very unproductive. Right. In other words, if your goals are Mickey Mousey, you can, you can work your heart out and organize, be the most organized person in the world. But in the end, what you achieve doesn't add up to a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything. That's the difference between a transactional person mm-hmm. and a transformational person. Right. So a transactional person is worried about, you know, all the... All the little stuff, important as they are, they have a to-do list. They live their life by a to-do list. 
I want to live my life by a to-be list. I want to become. I want to be. And to be, you must stop doing some stuff, right? You got to stop this to become that. Right. So, so I talk about energy management, not time management. Mm-hmm. In other words, is this person worthy of my energy? Right. Is this opportunity worthy of my energy? Because money alone can't do it, right? You know, you, you, we all like to make money. But after a while, you have enough money. Yeah. You know, you say, yeah, I like to make money. I like for my money to make money. Mm-hmm. But, but I can't just live for that. Right. I'm not going to give away my health, my physical capital, just for cash. Right. So I have got to have fulfillment. That's what I love about my work here is that, mm-hmm. that I'm influencing the lives of young people every single day mm-hmm. through not just, not just preaching at them, but having a partnership with them, right? Modeling the behaviors. I like to say at Hyper University, we live, they watch, they learn. Mm. Much more powerful than saying, let me give you the five things you must follow to learn a good life. Because they're watching us, right? They're watching us. We must be heroes, models, and mentors. Mm. All three of those are important. I have heroes, Brian, I never met. Mm. I have models I know quite well. I have mentors with whom I have a a very, very close relationship, right? Well... I have a wall here. I showed you before we started broadcasting. I have my wall of gratitude. I have Zig and Jim Rohn, and I have some people in here that I have great affinity for. And you and I on stage together is one of the faces I see every time I come into the studio. And those who are listening to you, maybe for the first time as we introduce some new people to you today, I think they're probably getting a reason why you've been so influential in my life. But Brian, every time I spoke at one of your meetings, I walked away a better person. Hmm. You produce the best meetings, meaty. You don't waste time. (laughs) You genuinely care about helping people. And that's frankly why you've been successful for decades. I I have known practically everybody in the business over the years. Not many people, my friend, are in a continuum of success for decades. Anybody can succeed for three, four years. You know, you could be the star of the world. But... I've been in this business 45 years. Right. Show me somebody who's consistently, you know, growing and improving. And the only way that happens is if we help other people. Right. If we render value, mm-hmm. you know, it works. But Brian, listen to this. What we need to focus on is not just value, but rather appreciated mm. value. Hmm. In other words, I can give you value, but if you don't appreciate it, it doesn't have the same quantitative measure. Hmm. But if I give you value and you appreciate it, meaning you apply it, it works for you, it succeeds and so on, then you will move heaven and earth to do business with me again. Here's the trick about value. What I think is valuable may not be what you think is valuable. Mm-hmm. And so the best speakers, leaders, uh, real estate experts, people in insurance, uh, medical you know, uh, people, etc. the best ones I've ever met are the ones who understand that value is being perceived by the buyer. Mm-hmm. It is not defined by the seller. Right. It may be explained, interpreted by the seller, but it's perceived by the buyer. And, and the buyer perceives value based on their goals, their aspirations, right. their fears, their needs, not based on my benefits, my features, my advantages. Right. And, and that's really, that's an awakening that a lot of people go through life don't understand. And they say, well, how come this person is not buying from me? Or worse still, well, this product doesn't sell. This system doesn't sell. When really it's the medium 
that is failing. It isn't the actual product that's failing. Right. And we have so many people today that they've abdicated those fundamentals of listening and serving into, oh, the tech will do it. You know, we'll, we'll just build a better website. We'll build a better app. We'll build a better this, and that'll take care of it. And there's fundamental approaches to serving people and listening to people. I have this question for you, Nito. You know, there's a lot of people have been through a bizarre year. And now, to me, I always say it's a good life, right? It's a good life. It's not always great. You know, in many ways, this has been one of the better years of my life. I've taken what has been an upside down year. All of our events got canceled and tens of millions of dollars or this and that and the other gone away. It's been one of the best years of my life for gluing up with my family. It's been one of the best years of my life in regards to serving other people. The best year of my life in regards to creating content. You know, as you know, when we travel and all the time, sometimes it's hard to really concentrate to build out these great works. What encouragement would you have for people that've been through this COVID, they've been through these lockdowns, they're seeing riots in the streets, they're seeing challenges politically. What advice would you have for someone who just feels they got beat up in this year and they're, they're just down and low energy? Everything that happens in life happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you can't figure out what the reason is. So you have to trust. Trust is a beautiful word. Mm. You have to trust in your faith. You have to trust in your heart. You have to trust in your friends. And remember this, that our beliefs lead to our behaviors. Mm. And our behaviors lead to our results. So if I want to improve my results, yes, I have to improve my behaviors. But I could never improve my behaviors until I refigure, realign, redirect my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so you have to believe in your heart that you were created for a reason. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in your heart that what you're doing is valuable. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in your heart that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And when it passes, you could be a stronger, better person. Why? Because you've had a chance to be introspective. Mm-hmm. You've had a chance to read more. You've had a chance to reacquaint yourself with your family and friends more. You have a chance to learn how to live act and work under very different circumstances mm-hmm. where you may not be meeting people as much where, you know, you and I are, are people, people, right? Mm-hmm. We like to see people, hug people, talk to people, mm-hmm. take hands with people. Well, we, we can't do that. Most of us are, you know, I've got all, all these masks coming out of my ears here. <laughs> I don't let life mess with me, you know, and, and life is demanding. You have to go with the flow. Yeah. You can't just sit there and whine. Right. Look, whining is the opposite of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Whining is the opposite of thanksgiving. So why don't we express our gratitude mm-hmm. for the breath of life, for the people who love us? Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we focus on our faith, our family, our friends? Why don't we take this time to say, I will use this time to prepare myself. So when the gates open up, I come out like a rocket. And when you're a better person, you do better work. And so that's what I say to people. Don't let this pandemic disrupt you. Let's put it in quantitative terms. You're going to live to be 100 years old. Yeah. Okay, so you lost a year. Big deal. Right. Like I tell kids going to college. Okay, it's going to take you four or five years to go to college. Yeah. Maybe get a master's degree, four, five, six years. Six years out of 100, dude. Right. Yeah. It's nothing. Right. Now, so a couple of things. I have five questions that you didn't know were coming that okay. I have asked every famous person and every guest we've had on the show, and it gives us a little insight. B, 
beyond the message into the man or the woman. Okay. So I'm here we go. Here's the first one. What's the single best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh, the single best piece of advice I've ever given was given to me by my mother, mm-hmm. uh, who used to say to me, if you want to be a great person, you must first walk hand in hand and side by side with great people. Mm. She would say, if you want to be happy, hang around happy people. Right. If you want to be successful, hang around successful people. If you want to be rich, find out what poor people do and don't do it. <laughs> what was your mom's name, Nito? Victoria. 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 I wish I could have done a podcast with her. You know, my mom is where I've gotten all my stuff from. And I will tell you, uh, we end every one of the podcasts with a little Irish blessing from my 90-year-old mom. And it's good stuff. Okay. What one talent or gift do you wish you possessed that you currently don't? I wish I developed the appreciated understanding and application of music. Mm -hmm. I love music. Yeah. When I came to Hype University, I put classical music, uh-huh. uh, you know, up and down the promenade. And people say, what kind of music is this? What is this? I said, listen, nobody should graduate from a college having not developed appreciation for classical music. You don't have to like it, yeah. but you have to be familiar with mm. it. I wish I'd taken more time to truly understand the microcosmic essence mm-hmm. of the evolution of that music, the development of that music, the intellect of those who develop that music. Because I love it so, but I'm not very fluent in its you know, historical sure. uh, comprehension. You know, the, the number one answer I get to that question is I wish I could sing or play an instrument on yeah. stage or in a public arena. Third one, what book has been most instrumental in your life? Well, the obvious answer for me is the Bible, the Holy Bible. Uh, but I guess you expected that answer. Yeah. So beyond that, um, I, I was a big fan of Og Mandino. Og oh. Mandino and I were, were very good buddies. Yeah. And I liked his, I liked his book, um, you know, very much. And I, I, I like the books that, that have been written by an author I know. Mm. I've read a lot of philosophy books, economics books, you know, through sure. the years. But the books that Og would write, because I'd watch him write them. Yeah. He'd write it with longhand. Yeah. And he would collect these pieces and he had a way of putting them together. So The Greatest Salesman in the World, you yeah. know, was one of his... Is very, very famous books. Sure. Uh, I like Spencer Johnson's book, you know, yep. The Present. I like a book that Mark Victor Hansen wrote many, many years ago. He and I started the business pretty much around the same time. Right. And he wrote a book called The Aladdin Factor, which I yeah. gave to all my children. Yeah. And The Aladdin Factor simply summarized, says, always ask. You know, just like a model says, ask and you shall receive. Yeah. Always ask. So I taught my kids, you know, they go to a hotel and they give them a room, always has to be upgraded. You know, if you, if you go to the restaurant, the guy tells you, I get that table, always has to get a better table. And in 70% of the time, you get a yes. Yeah. Number four, I know you're not a big TV watcher, but let's say you're scrolling the channels and there's just one movie you've just watched over and over again. And no matter when, how often it's on, you always stop to watch it. What one would that be? Well, the one movie that I've watched so many times because I watched it with all of my children and now I'm watching it with my grandchildren uh-huh. is The Sound of Music ah. because it has everything in it, right? Yeah. It has history, it has music, it has family, it has love, yeah. it has gorgeous scenery. Yeah. So I would say that's one movie that I've, yep. I've watched a lot in my life. That's my wife's favorite. And in fact, I just interviewed the, one of the leading economists in the world, Dr. Lawrence Yoon. He and I are great friends. Uh, he works with the National Association of Realtors, rated one of the top five economist in the world, and that was his number one. So you're in great company oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yes. All right. Last but not least, if at this stage of the game, all the achievements and accomplishments, what's one thing still left on your bucket list? Oh, man, this is one thing I want to do that's oh, still yeah, out that's, there. That's easy. That's easy. So 
So when my children were growing up, I have four children. My wife and I have four children. And as they grew up, I took 45 days every single summer and we traveled around the world. And so my children, by the time they finished high school, they'd be to 75, 80 countries. And I always, my friends would be amazed and they say, that costs so much money. I can't believe you're doing that. And I go, no, no, it's an investment. They go, how is that an investment? I go, it's an investment in memories, Mm -hmm. investment in memories. Mm -hmm. And so on my bucket list, I'd like to do it again with my children and their children. Ah. I don't care how much it costs. It can cost $200. Go first class, yep. 50 days, wow. and just see the world. Wouldn't that be a fun thing? Well, I have two young grandchildren now, believe it or not, Nito. I was the young kid on the block when you met me, and now I'm a grandpa myself. But that, that warms my heart and gives me a goal, too. I want you to know you've made such an impression in me in my life, it was very important to have a role model who was an immigrant, who came from nothing, who achieved from your faith to your family, become successful, the heart of a salesman with the desire to serve. I just think you are the quintessential American success story, and you've been a great role model for me. And I, I want to continue to be an advocate for you, for High Point University, for everything you're doing. And I want to thank you for blessing me and our audience today. And uh, we have we have a huge audience of people who many may have gotten exposed to Nito Cobain for the first time. And I, I do hope we'll do some stuff together. I think the world is starving for this stuff. And I think it's time that we get uh, get more wisdom in the marketplace and, and more of the stuff that actually makes life good and makes for a better life and makes for better people. And you're the very essence of that to me, my friend. And I, I thank you for being such a blessing in my life and to so many. Authenticity above charisma any day of the week. That's who you are authenticity above charisma any day of the week. Nothing wins like authenticity. You're that guy. You're a dear friend. We can go 20 years and not see each other. We're still best friends. Yeah. So I thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. You're an absolute jewel, an American treasure, uh, born in Lebanon. And uh, again, I, I will say this. I tried to get my kids to High Point University. We happened to visit the campus on the coldest day in North Carolina's history. <laughs> and then my kids are San Diego kids. and like, we're going back to school in San Diego. But that was the day. But uh, what a blessing. Congrats on all the work you're doing there. Thanks for being our guest today. And God Thank you, bless Brian. you. Have a, great, have a great time in all that you do, and I hope to see you soon. Let's do it. Well, thanks again to my great friend, Nito Cobain. And if you're hearing Nito for the first time, I hope you were blessed. What a vigorous, brilliant achiever. He's made all the money. He's made all the impact. He's done all the speaking. He has a great family. And now he's in the latter stage of his life where he is impacting a generation of young people for good and uh, phenomenal phenomenal time i enjoyed the heck out of that what a great great man i hope you enjoyed this today and as he talked about his mom being his inspiration my mom is mine i'm gonna finish off today by throwing it to therese buffini with a little irish blessing thanks for joining me today may the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back may the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.